what do you get when you mix two opinionated, honest to a fault, abrasive, yet considerate, say what you want to say, funny women? Will you get this podcast? We're bossy and we're best friends. So welcome to the Bossy Besties podcast. We're so glad to have you all back this week. Welcome to the Bossy Besties podcast, episode 12. That's three whole months. We're so glad to have you. I'm happy to be here. I'm Melinda Ford with my lovely and beautiful co-host. Brittany Camuno, right here. Um, so I just uh, came back from a weekend out of my home again. <laughs> I just keep leaving the house. And uh, <laughs> wild. Um, but we went to go clean out my grandmother's house, who has passed away a few years ago. So... Um, all emotions and everything um were kind of you know held by this time no we like we were cool like it was oh, fun good. it was interesting we saw some things like love letters to my mom from her um long lost lover oh. don his name's don may don may if you're out there listening we were just wondering if uh we're your kids um <laughs> that's what my sister just kept saying she was like that's your, that's our real dad. Look at him. That's our real dad. And I was like, <laughs> uh, okay. But he, like, it was like back in the day when letters were written, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like pages and pages, like I've learned to love and all this stuff. And I found like letters to my aunt and then letters from my grandmother's first husband's that she just like never threw away. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And he called her kitten. Aww. <laughs> I was like, eh. <laughs> that's not my grandfather i don't know who that man is fuck that guy yeah um <laughs> what you said but uh while we were going through everything my grandmother just had like so much stuff like an amount of things and my sister i was like grandma stole so much stuff like she was like lightweight thief and my sister was like no she just pilfered things she would say i pilfered that and i was like she took like a whole Tea, well, she didn't actually. My friend John Irwin and I helped her take an entire tea set from the Chinese buffet place. <laughs> like, did you take that in increments? Like every time you went, you took another piece, or did you take it like all at once? Oh no, we took it in parts. <laughs> like two cups now, two cups later. The actual whole teapot another time. I think John can be credited with like taking the whole teapot. Um, but yeah, so my sister just kept saying like, oh, she pilfered that, she pilfered that, she pilfered that. And I was like, what is that? Like, I know it's like form of thievery, but like, what the hell does that mean? And uh, so I'll tell you, I also took a dictionary with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like pilfered is like to take things of like no, not any significance or like no value. So it's like kleptomania, like pilfering uh, and kleptomania yeah. are like almost synonyms because like kleptos, they don't always, they don't take things of importance. They just take something to know they have something from their day or whatever just an exhilarating experience of taking it yeah but she like brought us into that world she was like all right these are my pilfering ninjas and like i didn't even know i was part of this like elite gang of people until just this past weekend dude i used to at at a certain point in life like when we were in college and you know when rich and i got our first place i had oh my god i didn't even know there was a house phone in this room hold on one second (laughs)
I'm so sorry about that. I'm not editing that out, and I want everyone to know that you're just like they are, too. No one answers the house when you just have it because it's part of the package and because you want your kids to have a landline in case of emergency. Exactly. That's exactly right. Hilarious. But, so, in any case, so, yeah, when, like, our early relationship apartment and stuff, most of the glassware, salt and pepper shakers... Um, uh, I, I, I was, I was super good for sliding stuff on my purse at restaurants and stuff. Like, oh, that's cool. I'm taking that. Like, <laughs> I had boot mugs from the Texas Roadhouse. And, yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, you I know was me. definitely not above, I used to steal shit all the time. Like, and like the same thing, just, just because not, I never stole anything from a person. Like, I don't, I've never taken some person's belongings but like from like businesses <laughs> oh that's that's a cool table tent that will look like a cool decoration on my mantle i'm stealing that like <laughs> <laughs> i always felt bad so i would just ask people if i could have their items Nah, it's better to ask for forgiveness than for permission i learned that in the professional world but later <laughs> in life i guess you know but no, I always felt bad. You know me. I was like, oh, are you guys going to get things from the store? I need stuff, but I'm not coming. Oh, my. When I was a teenager, we used to steal stuff from the mall all the time. I was always so afraid. And it's just because this, like, quick story. When we were kids, my sister and I, um, we were going to a birthday party. My uncle and my nana, their birthdays were, like, the same day. So... Obviously not the same exact day. That'd be wild science. But um, we went into the store and we're like, could we have, could we have, could we have? And of course it's no, no, no. And um, we took a chapstick, like a, you know, actual brand chapstick. Yeah. And I think it was like a two pack because we both got one. Uh, but we were like opening it in the back seat. We thought we'd be all quiet, but no, we weren't. And my parents were like, what do you have? And we're like, nothing well obviously we had something they discovered that we were thieving and we had to sit in the corner of a family party the whole time Uh, and then we had to like go pay like for the chapstick we stole and like telling ourselves at the store so oh i well listen i would do the same thing with my kids i mean like i'm not saying i was right i was dead wrong like but we were like you know 16 and didn't and when we we knew better we were just shit teenagers yeah but you didn't have to have that terrible terrible terrifying experience that allowed you to like bypass that part of your childhood conscience well true but and i did the same thing to my kids though like ayla when she was like three or four had like a really bad habit of stealing shit from the grocery store every time we went (laughs) like first it was like the, the amish lollipops they always have at the cash register and then it was like lipstick one time, and then it was just like full candy bars, and I, I like candy I finally, bars. Yeah, after like the <laughs> like fourth or fifth time, I we had like got because usually I didn't catch it until we'd get back from the grocery store. You know, I'm taking like multiple small kids into the grocery store, so I'm like frazzled. And this one day, I just took her. I was able to just take her with me, and we got to the car, and I saw that she had like Reese's cups in her pocket. And I was like, that's it. 
I was like, I've warned you before. And like I said, I mean, like I said, she's like maybe maybe four years old. I'm like, I've warned you before and I told you you can't do it. And I'm like, we're going back in there and you're going to tell them that you stole it. And then you have to face any consequences that you get. They might call the police. And she, she's like bawling, like just hysterically crying. I was like, I said, I tell you what, I said, I won't make you take it back in there this last time. I said, but you have to promise me you'll never do it again. And she never did. She never stole another thing ever again after that. Oh, see, you gave her the experience literally of a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. So funny. But yeah, so that was like my big takeaway was like, um, we were just pilfers. (laughs) That's funny. Now, my grandmother is the opposite of how yours was because my, well, I, my two grandmothers are both very different. My one grandmother is like a super hoarder and the other one is like giving everything away. Like even things like sentimental things, she's getting rid of them because she just keeps saying like, you don't want to, you're, I don't want you to have to go through this stuff when I'm gone. I don't want you to have to go through this stuff when I'm gone. And we're like, yeah, but like maybe could we have the option of having it? Like instead of you just getting rid of everything? Oh, she's just ridding everything. It's not like, oh, I'm making sure to declutter. It's just like, well, I'm just going to have like a notebook and that's it. Bye. Yeah. Like, so I was, when COVID hit and I was making masks and donating them, um, I had run out of thread and I was talking to her about it and she was like, oh, I have so much. I was like, I'm going to go to the store and get some. And she was like, no, I have so much thread and just like, I'll put it at the end of my driveway just you know you can swing by and grab it and I'm like okay so I pulled up to her house and she's on her porch and I just pulled to the end of her driveway and there's like four boxes of like sewing stuff at the end of her driveway and I was like um I didn't need all this and she was like no I know she's like just like use what you can and whatever you don't want just throw it in the garbage because, you know, when I'm dead, you don't want to go by, go through it. And I'm like, you are the most morbid lady I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I've never been cool with nonchalant death chats. She's so just like matter of a fact, like matter of fact with it. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm like, um, we don't need to talk about it. Or if we're going to talk about it, it has to be like that deep chat of like, what do you think? What are your speculations? What's your conspiracy theory? Yeah. It's not like... Yeah, well, he had a good life. Bravo. Like, no. (laughs) No. But then, I mean, I'm not going to lie. My grandmother's house had so much stuff in it. Like, since they lived in that house for, like, mm, 50 years. So, um, it had all of my grandparents' like lives of things, plus my mom's and some of her sister's things, and then my sister and I's things as well. So... I said if I could have got one quarter for each item, I'd still have thousands of dollars. Yeah. It was too much. Like, it was so much. It was so, so much. Like, I was like, I'm going to start clearing my house out now because this is not anything I want to do to my kid. (laughs) (laughs) You guys had, like, a full, like, dumpster. A whole dumpster, 18 donatable bags, plus whatever, eight more that were on the porch that we had the neighbor kid take for us the next day. Like, it was just the most amount of things, like, so, so much stuff. But it was really nice to go through things and then find, like, pictures, because, I mean, 
you don't see like little kid pictures of your s- sister and yourself and your mom every day. So yeah. that was fun. And then I was like, oh my God, my kid kind of does look like me. <laughs> so that was fun too. But it's good. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I spent my weekend doing. I um, thought about um, getting anything done when I got home, but I didn't get anything done because I'm lazy. I'm like a sloth. Well, until I get, like, exhausted. a full day of rest. Oh, yeah. It took me, like, two days to recover from that. And I, like, <laughs> I didn't pull a hammy. I pulled a groin muscle because I'm 35. Oh, I pulled my quad on Friday night playing softball. And I literally was, like, laid up all week. And I'm still, like, half limping around because of it. I, like, didn't do anything spectacular. Like, I, you know, I've done some crazy stuff. I play pickleball. I move around a lot. Like... And well, I if, just moved too quick to the left. <laughs> well, if we were horses, they would have put us down. Oh, my God. Like, I was, like, in tears. It, it hurt so bad. And I, I'm not one to – I'm, like, very much, like, just let me walk it off. Give me a second to breathe, like, and I'll be fine. I'll, like, work through the pain. Like, I was, like, get me off the field now. And, like, by the time I was, like, like actually off the field, like, once I was out of play, I just couldn't move anymore. I just stood there and cried. <laughs> Mm. Uh, I was like Leanne like brought her chair over and like just put it behind me so I could just like literally just like fall into it and I just sat there for the rest of the game and then somebody drove my car up to the field for me to get into because I was like a half hour from home it was my and it was my left leg so I was I'm like Leanne's like I'll drive you home you can just leave your car here I was like I can I can push the pedals with my right foot I think I can get myself home (laughs) oh my god the worst I was like just on, you know, the back end of thirty five now, and it's just the littlest thing. You'll be, you'll be effed up for days. I mean, I'm going on a week now, and I'm. I thought about maybe going Saturday and playing a little bit of pickleball and being like, well, I'll play a game, see how it feels, maybe try and work it out. Like if it's too much, I'll go. You know, I won't stay. I'm like, and when Rich got home last night because he had to work late. The dog barked because she heard him coming in, and I was, like, standing up before I realized I was awake, like, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it startled me, and I jumped up out of bed, but I really wasn't, like, aware of what I was, you know, going on. And when I was – then once I realized I was standing up, I realized that I, hurt, like, hurt my leg jumping up out of bed. <laughs> no. Like, the leg that was already hurt, like, I like I just strained it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to go and try and push it. Like if I'm like just hurting it, just standing up too quick out of bed, like <laughs> give it another week to heal. Yeah. Well, um, I guess. Speaking of dog. Yeah. <laughs> Getting put down like horrors, being a dog. We're just so kind. Um, we had a chat with our friends and somebody brought up a spirit animal, right? Yeah, what's Who your, did that? Elizabeth said, what's your spirit animal? And I don't even know why she did that, but it <laughs> it sparked me into taking one of those like online quizzes, and it's of course spiritanimal.info to take your quiz. Anybody out there who wants to, so I also asked you to take yours um, before we started the podcast today. So um, I'm gonna have you go ahead and tell me what's your spirit animal. Um, oh, you told me to take a picture of it, and I didn't, and now it's gone. <laughs> But hmm. it was a, it was a deer. It was a deer. 
Makes sense because you got caught in the headlights, huh? (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. So, do you remember anything it said on it? Um, Walk me through what yours said because I think I can just, like, do this again real quick and get the right answers. Oh, I immediately went to Spirit Animal Deer on spiritanimal.info. Oh, did it give you the... Oh, it does say animal meetings A to Z. There they Um, are. So mine says that um, I'm highly sensitive and have a strong intuition. Uh, It says I have the power to deal with challenges with grace, and I've mastered the art of being both determined and gentle in my approach. Um, It says... uh, that my, uh, let's see, the meanings associated with the deer combine both soft, gentle qualities with strength and determination, gentleness, ability to move through life and obstacles with grace, being in touch with your inner child and innocence, being sensitive and intuitive, vigilance, ability to change direction quickly, and the magical ability to regenerate, being in touch with life's mysteries. Hmm, and how do you feel about that? I don't, I don't know. It kind of doesn't sound like me at, like me at all, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can say that, I mean, I agree with, like, being able to move through life and obstacles with grace, but I don't know. I'm not very gentle. I, I was reading when I found this, um quiz online that somebody was like uh the spirit animal like fills in the things that you lack or that you need in your life or something like that like that's why it's your spirit animal because it's what you would like want to be long to be or whatever right okay okay so i don't know maybe that's true maybe i mean that makes sense that makes sense what was yours um a wolf oh um So, um, the wolf, the power of the wolf brings forth instincts, intelligence, appetite for freedom, and awareness of the importance of social connections. And I was like, what up? That's me. (laughs) Um, when the wolf shows up in your life, pay attention to what your intuition is telling you. Um, so in the spirit animal kingdom, the wolf symbolizes sharp intelligence, deep connection with instincts, appetite for freedom, expression for strong instincts, feeling threatened, lack of trust in someone or yourself. I feel um, like that, that is like a good interpretation of you. Right? You should have retaken your test. You should retake it. I should retake it. Yeah, retake it. Um, well, what would your... Okay, so it, like outside of a test, what would your spirit animal be like without like... You know, without, like, the bullshit, like, like, the answer. Like, you're just, like, my spirit animal as a whatever. Like, what do you connect with as an animal outside of, like, all the extra questions? A turtle. A turtle. A turtle. I like turtles. <laughs> um, no, I I never really thought about the spirit animal thing. I Like, the way I always think about it is that movie with Nicole Kidman. Um do you know what I'm talking about? No. They, like, have magical characters, like the Golden Compass, maybe it's called. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about now, yeah. And, like, the animals fight each other, and if your animal gets hurt, you're hurt. 
Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just didn't know if I was like on the right page or if I was wrong about that. Um, So I was thinking about it like that. And I'm like, all right, well, what kind of animal do I want on my side? Or would I want like to be in charge of my life? Because, you know, like I said, if they get hurt, you get hurt. Yeah. Um, But I, I think like I would be cool with a turtle. (laughs) like it sounds funny but i have always liked my turtle pets and i think that they move freely and they also travel with their friends and family and i'm like yeah that's kind of like me i like that um and people like just leave them alone like so it's like if you want to be seen you're seen if you're not you're not yeah i like that um what do you think without tests or anything? Like, what kind of spirit animal do you relate with? Um, fl- I have flamingos. You like to put your head in the ground and eat shrimp? <laughs> <laughs> Stand on one foot and kick your own butt? They just seem like... Well, I can't take full credit on that. That was something that Rich assigned me years ago. Okay. Um... And I think it just kind of got ingrained in me, but just kind of like long and showy, but not in like a peacock showy way. I think they stick out just naturally. Okay. And um, they don't make they don't make a lot of fuss. You know what I mean? Like you don't see like peacocks like fighting and stuff. And I think that's they don't make a lot of noise. And I feel like that's my. The flamingo. I, I want to be like that. You know, I like I like that just debonair, like stealth kind of, you know, does that make sense? Oh, yeah. It makes a lot of sense. I like it. <laughs> um, I was like, wow, you really put some really th- good thought into that, Rich. <laughs> well, um, he he was using it to hit on me back in the day. He was like, you them sexy long legs. and. <laughs> <laughs> I could feed you shrimp all night, girl. (laughs) That's funny. And I like it. Uh, I really have loved peacocks forever. So when you were like, peacocks, I was like, I do like peacocks, but I could never have them as a spirit animal. Because when they like make sounds, they sound like cats. And I hate cats. I feel like peacocks are assholes. Have you ever met like a real peacock in real life? Yeah. Remember I used to hike at a peacock park when I lived in Austin? Yeah, they're total assholes. I don't know. They're cool. (laughs) I like them. Um, they're mean. The females are really mean. Not if you're impressing them. <laughs> so maybe I do relate with a peacock. Um, <laughs> JK, LOL. Um, what did you get for your quiz? Did you finish it? I'm on um, seven of eight here. But when I got Wolf, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool because I we taught Vivian. Well, actually, we were working on it and she understood, like, Baby Wolf and she goes, oh! And uh, Ron taught her, like, on command, like, if he says Baby Wolf, she does the sound and it's so cute. That is adorable. Yeah. That is super cute. Uh, okay, so I retook the test and I got a bear. <laughs> Ooh, read it. In the kingdom of the spirit animals, the bear is emblematic of grounding forces and strength. This animal has been worshipped throughout time as a powerful totem, inspiring those who need it, the courage to stand up against adversity. 
as a spirit animal in touch with the earth and the cycles of nature, it is a powerful guide to support physical and emotional healing. I think that fits you. Yeah, I think that's closer than the deer. You must have been in a funky moment when yeah. you <laughs> pressed your buttons earlier. You know what I think a lot of times I with tests like this, I think too much about the answers. I think and I think they're designed for you to just like knee jerk like answer them immediately and I put way too much thought into them. Yeah, well, I mean, I we're going to go over a different quiz in a little bit, so I definitely do on some things, but over my time with um like corporate America, I had to take several like personality tests or like are you fit for this promotion or whatever. And the best advice I ever gave anybody is go with your first answer. Like whatever yeah. your first real answer is, just go with it. Because when you think about it too much, that's when you end up getting like a weird score that you like don't agree with at all. Yeah. Um, what we should probably just like bump that. We'll just bump that whole thought up here and just fall in suit with it. So the other test we were talking about is the, um, and I don't know how to say it properly. I'm probably saying it wrong, but, um, Enneagram, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M, Enneagram, and I think it's Enneagram, or Enneagram. Uh, diversity is an old, old wooden ship. <laughs> <laughs> pan them. I can, think I can help with the pan-pam situation. Are you saying pan or pam? <laughs> I think it's a silent uh, N. Pan them. <laughs> either way it's anteagram <laughs> what's that um can you hear me yeah it's anteagram anteagram okay of course i went to how to pronounce anteagram <laughs> on youtube and then it just says it over and over and over again in my headphones but i was like is this messing me up talking to you i'm learning anteagram. technology at 35 <laughs> although i wrote proficient in many technologies on my resume <laughs> Anteagram. Okay, so anteagram. So it's a personality test, basically. And you can take, we took tests on uh, crystalnose.com. And uh, do you want, you want, tell me what you got. What'd you get? Um, well, I took it three times. Did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Just to see if you get different answers? Yes, and I did. Okay. Um, so the first time I took it, like, real, like, um, like, I pressed some buttons and I was like, oh, I'm, these are the answers, shit. But I got caregiver, which is a two. Mm -hmm. um, people with an Enneagram type two personality tend to be generous, altruistic, and empathetic. They're likely a hardworking and motivated person with a drive to connect with the world. Mm -hmm. And I was like, word, that's cool. But then I took it. And I got the same thing the second and third time. I have taken this test many times, and I always get a caregiver also. Oh, okay. And I took it, and I got the protector also. So I got, um, I'm the type 2 wing 3, which means, like, I kind of lean towards a 3 in some respects, which is the I'm considered the host. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it says that um, uh, type 2 wing 3, fear being unwanted or worthless. 
They usually avoid this by building personal connections with others and working hard to meet the needs of the community. And it says, uh, in summary, 2W3 personalities tend to understand and attend the needs of others, seek acceptance and accomplishment, enjoy group settings and meeting new people, repress their own negative emotions, and avoid being disliked or undervalued. And mm. I feel like that couldn't be more descriptive of me <laughs> if I wrote it myself. Very cool. Um, what I think with a lot of these t- uh, tests and things that, like, because there's a disc assessment also, mm-hmm. and um, I, th- I think with these, you have part of all of the personality traits, like everybody does. Yeah. But I do believe that um, more are more prominent, and that's where you get your, like, number or whatever. Yeah, so type 1 is an idealist. Type 2 is a caregiver. Type 3 is a performer. Type 4 is creative. Type 5 is a thinker. Type 6 is a loyalist. Type 7 is an adventurer. Type 8 is a protector. Type nine is a peacekeeper. So there's nine types. And then you can sway back, you know, back or forward with those, what they call wings towards, you know, in either direction based on what your, like, central personality type is like. Did you, have you, I mean, as you grow older, do you notice things about yourself, like, come to these, like, aha moments like these realizations about yourself that you'd never really you they never sat well with you or you just didn't realize them or the older you get you can look at yourself from like a different perspective yes um i as you were like listing off like things i was like i don't know about that i don't know about that but yes i do i do look at myself in previous situations and like re audit what I did or how I should have handled it differently, whether it be better or for worse, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to say like with these tests I have found, cause I've taken them so many times over the years that I, my scores will change and it will say different things. And it's because I, as a person am growing mm-hmm. and not, I'm not staying complacent in one spot. Right. And I, f- I, w- I think the real fear would be if you get the same answer every time years apart. Yeah, well, I think to, I mean, I don't know if, I think, I think you're most likely going to stay at your core, kind of who you are, but you could definitely, I think, change how you react to things or the way you approach things, which are going to give you different outcomes. Like, I think, something that I've realized in my adult life is like like how that that personality thing was describing um like i have like a, a a need of acceptance and i never i didn't really ever understand that and you know now that i'm in my 30s i realize that i always tried so hard to you know whatever it was you know I, i'm always trying to like fix everybody's problems or i'm trying to be you know, the, the dependable friend that you can lean on. And I, I'll be there in a moment if you need me. And, you know, that I, I felt like, I don't know if I always felt like that loyalty made me worthy as a person. You know, I sought that in other people. 
And I think that that kind of was rooted in my childhood and how I was raised in the home that I lived in that, you know, the th- some things that I had gone through, I just never felt quite like I was accepted. You know, if that makes sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I go to therapy for that. Right. Well, you know, I did a little bit of therapy in college, and I think the more things that you go through in life, you know, you're able to sit back and reflect and, yeah, it, you know, I think it's it's pretty interesting. And I, I like being able to see myself and realize, because I think, too, as, as human beings, we take on, we're very critical of ourselves you know we we want I could have done this better I could have done that better or you know whether it's physically or emotionally oh I you know you don't like the way you look or you know your weight or your hair or your job or you know I think that we spend a lot of time tearing ourselves down or second guessing ourselves instead of realizing that some of that stuff doesn't matter. Some of it is a choice that you can change. And some of it, you know, has built you to be who you are. True. Yeah. I mean, I I had a conversation with quite a few different people about that same subject. Like, if you take the same person and you put them in a volatile growing up situation you know like um alcoholic parents that are absent Mm -hmm. and then you look at them and they go one of two ways like either they're the ones who become like the over nurturing super kind um looking out for everybody or they end up kind of following in the footsteps of what they saw growing up right there's like there's there's only two ways about it it seems more often than not which there are studies about that kind of stuff too but yeah more often than not that's how it ends up going so i do feel like if you feel like you're the odd one out growing up you end up in the caregiver role like and i felt like the odd one growing up in my family like i was the black sheep um in different ways like i had a smart mouth and i was grounded all the time and (laughs) (laughs) um and of all the kids i was just like not the favorite ever i never felt like i was the favorite so i always felt like i had to seek approval and all that so then it like growing into an adult it's like i want to give people approval yeah because i just wanted someone to give it to me yeah um Mm -hmm. and it's not that my parents were like absent or anything they weren't (laughs) those absent alcoholics i was just talking about but (laughs) and they were very present and like all men a million different ways but when you're a kid and when you're growing up things are different that you need more more and less in different areas and so just as the time went forward that's just where i landed in life with that yeah and I feel like you can relate, but in a different way. Oh, same, yeah. Same, but different. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I definitely always felt like I didn't fit in. And I feel like I was always made to feel like I didn't fit in, you know? And I kind of learned to be okay with that. And then I thought so. I thought I learned to be okay with it. But then I realized that all I ever really probably wanted was to, like, feel included. So... 
you know, I had to work through that. And now I realize as an adult that it was probably a good thing that I wasn't. You know, it was probably a good thing that I decided that I was different and I didn't try to fit in because, you know, I feel like I've I've carved a path and a life for myself that's much more positive than, you know, some other people. Right. So so another question, let's let's lighten it up here a little bit. Another question that Elizabeth gave us was, do you decorate for fall? Or do you decorate for Halloween? I feel like they're the same. Um, With that being said, I think, you know, like the pumpkins and everything kind of go all the way into Thanksgiving, except if they're like jack-o'-lanterns. But if they're like the little pumpkins and the gourds and whatever, they go all the way through. They serve both purposes. But um, I definitely don't put like scary creatures about my house or like... um, bats and things like that around i just never have had those items in my life like i've had like those cute cheeky like boxes like i I have a candy box and it has bats and stuff on it but it's a jack-o'-lantern too and um like cute little witch stuff but generally i don't have a lot of that stuff so it's more um i guess commercial i don't know how to put it like because it's just not halloween you're more of a fall decorator then. If you're, I mean, if you're leaning towards like pumpkins and gourds and saying that they can flex, you're more of a, just like a fall decorator. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't put out coffins and all that jazz. Right. See, I put out like my fall decorations in September and then at the beginning of September and then. When it's not fall. Right, because I need them to have their time. So then once October 1st hits, then all the Halloween decorations come out in addition to the fall decorations. And then after Halloween's over? No, they stay up. Till when? Um, Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> and what what are your Halloween decorations? Like, name your, like, top favorite um so well okay so here which and you brought this up before because this is kind of i kind of live across breeded life in the way that i am like obsessed with like sugar skulls and uh dia de los muertos stuff and things like that so i have a lot of year-round decorations that could technically be technically be considered halloween decorations for somebody else so um I think that my favorite decorations are I have these just giant sugar skulls and they a lot of them don't stay out year round, but some of them do. The the big ones I only bring out in October. Um and like I have these like mariachi sugar skull people <laughs> and then out front we have like the, you know, like the bone, like the skeleton hand coming up, like it's a graveyard and, um, Rich bought a bunch of stuff last year at the end of Halloween season. So it was all on clearance. So he's really excited. So we have new Halloween decorations this year. Okay. Yeah. Stuff that lights up and we don't have like the space for like big inflatable stuff, but if we did, I'm sure we would have them. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I mean, the most exciting inflatable thing I've seen in forever was uh, that Mario that Amy bought for her comic oh store. She bought two Mario. She bought a 10 foot one for in front of the store and then like a seven foot one for Carrie to walk around in. I'm just so pleased. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. That's awesome. Um, yeah, the season <coughs> the seasons are changing, and uh, that was one thing that we talked about in the group chat. That um, beware of. <laughs> this is it's gloomy. Beware of your COVID depression bleeding into your seasonal depression. <laughs> it's real lemon zesty well i mean the covid thing is not going anywhere we anybody who's paying attention to anything knows that so we're just going to be rolling right into the winter months of reclusion and that means that people get sadder there's less vitamin d out there because the sun's not peeking through as often and it's gonna get weird for people i think it's like the telehealth is like gonna become way more important in the therapy world yeah um coming up like end of october like because also you get like the holiday blues people who don't have people or people who have people they don't like you know like yeah yeah (laughs) it goes all the ways so um i feel like my seasonal depression doesn't kick in till like like april like you know, like, once it's just, like, it's been months of just gray skies, and then April, it's still just raining. Like, March, March and April, I'm just, like, I, I'm I'm just unbearable. Yeah. It's because it needs to be over now. This yeah. needs to be over. <laughs> exactly. Like, I was nice, and I waited, and you're being meaner and meaner. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um... I tell you what makes me happy, though. Go on. I started watching this show on Netflix. It's called Get Organized with the Home Edit. Have you seen this? Or do no. you follow the Home Edit on Instagram? Um, I have. I don't. I think I follow. But I, I know who you're talking about. I had never heard of these people. I didn't. I didn't know. I did not know these women. I didn't know anything about it. And. It was just like the first screen that popped up when I turned on Netflix the other day and I went down the rabbit hole of all eight episodes in like two days. And it is the most satisfying show ever to me. Really? They, so they organize everything in like rainbow colors and they have like their own line of stuff at the container store. And they go into people's homes, offices, kitchen closet pantry and they will organize it and it is incredible like it just to, the to, the way it visually looks how everything is like color coordinated and everything has its own little home like it is like asmr for me hmm asmr what's that um asmr is like you it's like uh i don't know what it stands for but it's like when people listen to like people like breathing or tapping on things or whispering or chewing food like so satisfying 
Yeah, yeah, but it's like this. It's like its own thing. I'll have to look it up and see what it stands for right now. Now that we're talking about it, I was like, I I must know. Googleize it. Googleize it. Googleize it. Uh, autonomous sensory meridian response is a relaxing, often sedative sensation that begins on the scalp and moves down the body. Hmm. Yeah, so you'll hear, like, a lot of celebrities got into doing it, and, um, like, Jeff Goldblum, and there was one with Cardi B, and there's a lot of, like, YouTubers that do it, and you'll just hear them, like, 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 tapping on things, or, like, you know, like, clicking down all the scales of something, or they'll just, like, like breathe into the microphone or it like it's like soothing voices and yeah it's like but it's this calming sensation that like when you listen to it it like calms your whole body Hmm. but that's what i feel like watching that show was to me because i my anxiety is too high to be able to actually physically do that for myself but it would cure a lot of my anxiety if my home looked like that (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like, I get anxiety about, like, getting stressed out about throwing sentimental things away. Or it's too big of a job and that stresses me out about how much work it's going to be. Or how expensive the containers are and how much money it's going to cost. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I get so stressed out. Like, my anxiety, like, to even think about the project starts ramping up. But if, like, somebody came and did that for me, like... It would help my mental health, like, in, like, great leaps and bounds. I think all of us deserve to be on one of those shows that used to be only on, like, TLC. You know, like, (laughs) a makeover show, a home makeover show. uh, You're blindfolded and you take your blindfold off and now you have, like, a new hair and face. Um, Yeah. Like, it's your same hair and face, but they just make it fancier. Yeah. I never watched... Did you watch the... um what is her name? Marie Condado. Uh, Marie Kondo. Kondo, yeah. Yeah. I never yeah, I watched did. that. I never <laughs> watched that. But that was like the big trend like a year ago. Like if if you touch and it doesn't give you pleasure, get rid of it. Yeah. Like does it show? Yeah. I. Oh, yes. Like does this bring you joy? No? Okay, bye. Like, oh, those jeans haven't fit you in six years? Yeah, bye. Yeah, that was um, one of the things that they did, um, the home edit did. They were like, you have to have like an aspirational pair of jeans that you can keep that's like one size, maybe two sizes different that it's like actually possible for you to get into. But if they're like something you wore like before you had kids, like get rid of them. Yeah. Yep. Because it's like unnecessary stress on yourself and it's also like highly unrealistic. Well, this is all full circle because we started with me talking about what I did all last weekend and I have to finish this weekend uh, cleaning out my grandmother's house. And I will tell you, lots of things did not bring me joy. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of things needed to go to the dumpster file. Yeah, I started, I, I, I hope the girls were watching it with me. So we organized their sock drawers yesterday. I like it. So um, start with a drawer, I guess. Yeah. it's all you can do. Start with your drawers and your drawers. <laughs> um, 
so let's end on a kinky note, I guess, because you had written and I was interested to know what you were going to talk about um, being spanked. Oh, I well, because I just I was looking for stuff to put on our Instagram, which follow us on IG at Bossy Besties Podcast. Um, but I was laughing because the one was like like it was like a girl making like a like a yuck face like a and it was like being spanked as a child. And then it was her face like like pondering like being spanked as an adult. And <laughs> I was like, I'm like, isn't that? Isn't that the truth? Like, do you, do you like being spanked as an adult? Um, Are depends you into that? on my mood. So sometimes, yeah, I like it. I'm into it. It's I, also Halloweeny of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm 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 here. I like the I like the rough stuff. I'm here for the rough stuff. <laughs> I'm going to get a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> I'm here for the rough stuff. <laughs> Vivian is disgusted. She's had enough. She's very upset. She's she's very upset. She doesn't think that spanking's okay. <laughs> you should, that girl hasn't gotten a spanking yet. No, she has not. We don't we don't beat our child. We don't believe um, in it. We don't beat our kids. Um, no, she just goes to the crib for now. If the crib stops working, then I guess we'll see. But she's going to be like 13, like get in the crib. <laughs> She'll have her regular bed, but we'll keep the crib and then make her giant self go in the crib. Were you spanked as a kid? I was slotted spooned. Yeah. I'm... It catches wind, dude. Dude, anything that was like in arm's reach, I was beat with as a kid. Yeah, I I'll say they use the slotted spoons because like wood breaks on you, um, but oh, yeah. that plastic is forever. Leather so, belts. Those oh, are- my grandfather used to do the figure eight thing with his belt and like snap it. Yeah, but he never actually hit us with it. But he used to do that. Ugh, it's a satisfying thing though, like to snap a belt. Like I it like is. the sound. It's scary to others, but it's satisfying. It's like whipping a towel. <laughs> you know, like just want to wreck shop, but also I'm not going to hurt you. Also, kind of like what you're talking about with your spanking. Exactly. <laughs> just remember, I'm here for the rough stuff. All right, rough girl. I think that we've reached our time for the day. Um, That's why I, don't I have figured it. we should just end it on that. Just, just yeah. leave it there. Yep. All right. See y'all next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>